Well, Gretchen took a team to the Philippines, uh, as you know, a couple of weeks ago, and we're going to hear from them this morning. So I want to let's welcome Gretchen Cannon as she comes this morning to give us uh, the heavenly download. Okay. Okay. Morning. How is everybody? It's good to see you guys. Um, before I ask the team to come up, I just want to share a little bit um, about how this came to be, because um, some people don't know the history that we've had with this ministry in the Philippines. Uh, Gideon and Didas are um, the the ones that started this mission. And um, some of you have been in relationship with them or have known them for 30 or 35 years. I know we've been a church, uh, it'll be 25 years in October, and they were the very first mission that we supported as a church. And um, so it was really cool to be able to get to go over there. Um, Steve got to go in 2019 and uh, be their guest speaker at their youth camp. And he went with um, some of our friends, Dana and Teresa Holden. They took a team over there and ministered to um, different things. But um, I began walking with um, their daughter, Christy, who is also part of the ministry. She leads um, the youth department, I think as a whole, but definitely the older ones, um, the worship department, and just is their right-hand person in ministry. And I began walking with her in discipling relationship in 2019, and we met virtually um, on a, pretty much a weekly basis for quite a while and built a relationship. And so I messaged her in January and said, happy birthday. And she messaged me back and said, thank you. Our country opened up a few weeks ago. Can you come in April? <laughs> and I was like, yes, what date? And then she told me, and then it worked out like um, my kids were out of school two of the Fridays and all kinds of stuff. And, and um, so it really worked out. We were going to do it in um, 2020, and I didn't feel a release to buy a plane ticket. And a couple months later, I figured out why, because everything shut down. But um, I just want to first say thank you to so many of you that have financially supported us, but supported us in prayer, um, your texts, your calls, inquiring, like um, before we went, I mean, people were even like making our households operate and work before we went to get stuff done. It was just like, God really used so many of you, and we could not have done it without you. And that includes people that are watching online, um, our family all over the nation, I know. Uh, we're also a part of that, as well as uh, our brothers and sisters that were in relationship in the body of Christ. But also, Steve, for just having the church support us. It wasn't something that we just went and did. It, this was a Grace Church mission. And what was really cool about that, in 2019, I had submitted to the elders at that time um, a word that the Lord gave me, and it said, he said, it is time we change our focus and quit funneling money into missions and outreach organizations and start partnering with them more intentionally. If those types of trips, like mission trips that we did, were geared to the ministries we already support, where we were able to partner with them in more ways than just a monthly check, it would display our fuller picture of the kingdom partnership. And um, really felt like the Philippines would be the first one um, for us, but wasn't sure how that would look or work out. And um, throughout this morning, we are going to share testimonies. You're going to hear from us, but you're going to also hear from them. And then um, at the end, we're just going to talk about some things in the future that we're wanting to partner with them in. And then um, I, have, I have this really strong sense that the Honduras Orphanage will be our next 
um, ministry that we will be partnering with in this type of capacity. We've supported them for many years. I don't know, 15 or 20, I'm going to guess. And um, I know like Zach and some of them like really have um, South America people are like really on their heart. And uh, I really think the Lord is kind of um, setting up this uh, Philippines partnership in this way as like a prototype. And so really excited um, to see that. But um, I want to go ahead and welcome Christy and Waylon and Wyatt up here with me. And uh, come here, Waylon. I'll let Waylon sit right here. Yeah. Good morning. You'll have to grab that microphone, Christy. Off the, off the stand right there. So if you don't know these fine people, you need to. So... They nicknamed Christy KG, so if they ever say KG during this moment, you'll know why, because uh, Gideon and Didis' Christy is Christy, and there were too many Christies in the house So when we stayed with them. But I wanted to thank Christy, because she like uh, was really brave and courageous to travel all over the world, and pretty much like you had a day and a half, t- you and Danny, to decide on, um, I was like, I'm buying the tickets in um, less than 48 hours. So if you're going, I need to know. And um, it was great. But also um, something that really touched my heart that I waited for this moment to tell you because I wanted to tell you in front of your family. But um, like that day, Waylon was like, I'm feeling a little awkward here. And uh, he was just a little anxious, and I was trying to get ready for what the Lord wanted um, me to share that night. Um, You walked in our bedroom, and um, I don't remember even what I mentioned. And you were like, hey, Waylon, let's play a game. And you two went into the sunroom and just played whatever game that was. What is it called again? Yeah, give him the microphone, because I don't know what it's called. Is it on? Nope. What's it called? Uh, Mancala. Mancallin? I, I, Mancala. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong or something like that. Mancala. Yeah. All right. It just was some thing. I actually saw them for sale, these, these board game things, and uh, I thought it was to put, like, deviled eggs in. And then I realized when they're playing and they're putting seashells in it, it actually is a seashell thing. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, it does look like a devil-ed trade, doesn't it? Yeah. But um, but that was just a blessing because my kids felt so, um, like in a foreign country, and their mom is pretty occupied, um, not just being mom, but um, connecting with the staff and the Bible college students, the family, and then trying to prepare as well. It was just really awesome to have another mom that's raised a bunch of boys and that just can, like, swoop in and and do her thing. So it was great. Yeah, you do need to finish the game. We should have put it in the suitcase and brought it home. But um, also, um, and I know Danny can't be here, her husband, this morning um, because he's working in Texas. But I know he's watching. And thank you for trusting Christy, your most precious, special person with us. And um, it meant a lot. And we had a group text going with Danny and Brian and Christy and I the whole trip. And he was just so encouraging. And um, it was just awesome. And he was so excited before we went. So uh, support from him was great. As well as, as Brian, he's always been a great uh, kingdom uh, encourager in all the wild things the Lord asked me to do, right? Yeah, he's like, okay. So, anyway. But um, as we um, as we share part of our trip, we've got some slides that we want to share with you. Um, and um, they're not in the right... Okay, there. <clears throat> nope, that is not the one. Uh, I am clicking, I'm going to get out of this and go back in because it's not in the right order. Um, 
Okay. I can't see with my glasses on. Close. Here it is. It didn't connect. There we go. Okay. So this is the uh, pictures of the city, Baguio City, which is uh, where they live. This city is huge. Like, I didn't expect this. That warning, Steve, would have been good. It was, like, overwhelming the amount of people and vehicles. And uh, my boys had never experienced, like, even being in, like, Mexico, where, like, they drive, like, half an inch from each other, you know, and all of that kind of thing. So uh, prayer life increased, right? Gideon was a good driver, though. It was. But some was cool. Good. Yeah, yeah. Some cool stories about, though, what happened is when, um, when they started, they didn't start their church. They started a Bible college before they started their church. And where they planted um, and, and got their land was on the outskirts of the city. And it's a massive growing community. But um, they said when they got their property, there were almost no houses anywhere around them. And now you can look at it. I mean, it is just, it is just really large. In fact, the top picture is... Um, like kind of looking out over their place um, to one side. I don't remember which direction, but um, it was definitely cool. Um, we got there and um, in kind of in the middle of the night, and then we had a day off to kind of uh, rest and get to hang out with people. And then on Sunday morning, we ministered um, to their main congregation Um Gideon's theme this year is fulfilling ministry in 2023. And he said the stage um, that their body was in is just going deeper in the word. But a lot of the adults um, kind of uh, struggle limiting themselves in comprehending the word because they tell themselves because of their education they can't. So, like, you know how we get our identity from things we shouldn't and we limit ourselves? And so um, it was really kind of cool how the Lord set it up because um, I didn't plan on doing Sunday morning. And I ended up doing two Sunday morning services that morning. And I just planned on doing the high school and the, the uh, camp. And um, he ended up really kind of weaving together the whole message of, Steve talked about it this morning, but of what a disciple is, abide ways works. And like, that's how we are fulfilling ministry is to become disciples of Jesus and to be conformed to his image and about our identity. So that was really cool. But it was just a great opportunity to get to minister to them. We prayed for several um, that was the morning we prayed for Chris, right, for his back to be um, healed. And by the time we left, he wasn't having any pain, which is really awesome. We'll talk more about him later. But um, also just got to affirm and thank the people on behalf of all of us for getting to sow into them, um, into their ministry, and pray for them and partner with them. Like the soil there is so good and just affirming to them um, just like they are a good investment, not just of our money and our resources, but of our time and our prayers and our hearts. And um, they are very generational focused, which is really cool. And um, it's, a, it's an environment that is... Um, a true environment of mothering and fathering there with an apostolic flow and a pattern to everything they do. And uh, we'll kind of talk more about that, but they are always, like, they're always sowing into the next generation themselves as well as raising people up and planning churches and sending out, and it's really cool. So here's a little... Um, video that's so cute 
that sweet? So cute. So cute. You guys want to say anything about Sunday morning itself? You got a microphone right there. No? Okay. All right. So um, after we left Sunday morning service, we grabbed a very quick lunch. And we headed um, just a few miles away, but it took 45 minutes, that's how the traffic was, um, to one of their most recent church plants in, um, that they planted in January in La Trinidad. And this is where it was. It was the bottom living room um, type room of a, kind of an apartment building. And the family that... Um, uh, let the church use that room for their church lived in the top floor and um, it was it's actually um, I guess the youngest that day was 12 right but most of them were um, 17 through 25 year olds um, almost all of them and what happens is um, like Gideon and Didas have planted so many churches in the Philippines and they're all over in the lowlands and in the mountains and different places that those um, churches, the people in the mountains, send their kids to the city for education. And they rent them an apartment and all the siblings live together while the parents are still at home working, farming, doing their thing. And um, so they started this church plant in the city for the children or for those students to come um, to be able to have church together and fellowship together. And so uh, it was pretty cool um, just to get to see like, um, and it's only a few months old because they started in January. Um, so they had worship just like normal. They had uh, they had me speak, and then we had snacks and hung out with them afterwards. And um, you boys connected with some of their students, yeah. And cats and the dogs, yes, they have cats and dogs and chickens are everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You guys want to say anything about La Trinidad, Christy? Any of you guys? No. I covered everything? Okay. All right. Well, here is um, the school. So, um, Tuba National High School was, um, I don't remember how this even came to be, but uh, Gideon and, and Christy contacted me and said something couldn't happen, so we put a letter of request into the principal for you to speak at our public high school. Are you okay with that? <laughs> I was like, well, the request is already there, right? And it ended up being amazing. Um, and it ended up being 400, about 400 ninth through 12th graders. And um, they were such good soil and so receptive. This is a public high school there. And um, Des is uh, led worship there. She's on the guitar. So Christy is normally the worship leader, but she got sick um, Sunday after La Trinidad outreach, after the La Trinidad service, and we pretty much did not see her until camp started again. So Des uh, went and led worship. She did a great job. But um, the I asked them what topic they wanted me to share on and they said it's always good to talk about staying away from drugs but also um they had had a young um they had a young lady i think um that had jumped off a bridge about a week before we um this conversation and had um, killed herself and a bunch of her peers were watching a bunch of the classmates and that was about the fifth or sixth suicide that they had had this year among their young people. And so um, they said, addressing the spirit of suicide. And I had, I have been delivered from it um, last April. And so the Lord was like, this is why you're going. And um, so I got to share my testimony like straight out of my journal of um, my struggle with suicide the night that I 
left my home to go write my letters and Waylon starts FaceTiming me at 11.30 at night asking me where I am and like all of the things that the Lord just kept uh, having in front of me, Annie texting me, um, the Lord telling her like she's considering taking her life, but you need to trust her with me and, and you can trust her with me. And just so many of the things how the Lord orchestrated that, but also then how he delivered me and how he's given me what I called fighting words to be able to combat the truth, um, like or combat the lies with the truth. And um, it was crazy. And Christy, I think I want you to talk a little bit about it because you were out there with them, you know. And I, I told them, like, hey, I was a teacher. So, like, if they were real chattery, like, it's, it's kind of interesting in their culture because their culture is very honoring, but they're very, like, they have little conversations all the time while people are speaking. And finally, I just said, hey, <laughs> like, in fact, the YouTube is on my Facebook page if you want to watch it. Christy, you, Christy recorded it and we put it on YouTube because the other Christy couldn't be there and some others. But I was like, hey, enough is enough. And it was like, that was it. But they were so like listening to every word that was coming out of my mouth. And it was so surreal. We were outside. The traffic was like 50 feet away and it was loud. And um, then we had dogs and chickens too, you know. <laughs> And children sticking their head out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But originally we were supposed to have like 6th through 12th grade to come in. And so they were like, we don't know what this was going to look like. And I know there were some concerns from the chaplain. Like, what is she going to talk about? Is she going to offend? I mean. Offend the parents offend by the parents. getting them to be in our group. Yeah. Know? Like, because they have such a diverse, they have Muslims and Catholics and Christians and pagans all going to the school. So even the night before, even the day, they were like changing the parameters of what everything was supposed to look like. And it was like a peacefulness between all of us because we're like, God's got this, mm -hmm. like he's got the words. But also not only that, Christy was supposed to lead this the worship. Des is this really quiet, quiet, um, kind of backgroundy person mm -hmm. and the way that she stepped up into her role of what the Lord had asked her to do like I got to pray with her before because mm -hmm. I could just see I could just see it in her presence I'm like so we stepped out of the principal's office and we just I just like laid my hands on her and just started praying and just calling calling her up into what mm -hmm. her gifting was like she's she's already a just reminding her, like, you're already equipped and ready to do so Let's just step out yeah. and, 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 and be obedient to the Lord. So that was really, really cool. Um, but like Gretchen said, like the moment, because it's such an honoring system, um, once Gretchen's like, hey, I'm a teacher, like, let's get quiet. Let me, you could hear a pin drop. And I remember texting our intercessors, like, and how do you how do you think I know this? Mm -hmm. The questions that they asked were phenomenal. Now we did have to have an icebreaker question, of course. Yes, because this was the first group in the top that asked the question. The two young men. We had a question and answer session. Yeah, I'm after sorry. Yeah, we book. had a question yeah. and answer um, situation, and th the guys had to do the icebreaker one and. We ha they had to know how good-looking Brian was. Yeah. They said, your boys are so handsome. Is your husband here? And is he handsome, too? So, <laughs> but that, that allowed the floodgates to come because everybody then, they, it, it was just something that had to happen. Right. And because of that, men, the other questions were just like knocking me off my feet. Yeah. It was just like basically at the end, I don't want to fast forward, but basically at the end, the chaplain and the principal's like, mm -hmm. we got to be done. Like we have to be done. Yeah. They gave us two hours. That all kept changing too. It was an hour. 
Then it was like an hour and a half. And then they said, well, we want you to keep them for two hours. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do with 400 high schoolers for two hours? Like, that was a little like, I I mean, there are language barriers here and, you know, all kinds of stuff. But even these two young men that, um, that one, and the big deal was when I first got up there to speak, I just like went, Gideon introduced me and I went straight to the stage, like behind the guy on the right is Pastor Leonard. He's one of the chaplains uh, and Gideon is too. They partnered together, but I went up onto the stage and I said, okay, first things first, everybody smile. And we took selfies, right? Just got it over with because they all wanted a selfie. So I just took selfies and then posted it, right? And um, so all of them, when they came up with a question, they wanted pictures. Like, these two were like celebrities. <laughs> it is like autographs, you know, all kinds of stuff. It was funny. But I'm never going to become famous. It was scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they were, uh, see that one guy's got his hand like this, you know, and I looked at him and I said, are you flashing gang signs in my selfie? Cause this is not okay. And he goes, Oh no, ma'am. That means he's handsome. <laughs> I was like, okay, well we'll allow that. But, uh, and the guy that I'm with at the bottom, that's principal Elmer. And they have never allowed anybody to come in and speak to their high school. Never. And um, one of the things that Gideon said to me, he said, you and the team pioneered a great thing for us in Tuba this week. He said, you speaking, Gretchen, and ministering pioneered opportunities for others that visit the Philippines to speak to their school. And Principal Elmer was very pleased. And so it was really cool. Yeah to like really like brag on the boys because they were so willing to jump up there and talk like we was, all answered questions yeah we it wasn't all answered me. questions yeah. and they were so willing to answer and be honest and open mm -hmm. about you know things so yeah. like here's some of the questions uh when you're at your lowest when you aren't feeling yourself who do you run to when you're feeling lost and tired, what verse reminds you to fight? How do you regain your faith? Can you share a life verse and how you apply it? What is your drive to follow God for a long time? What is the first connection you had with the Lord that left a great impact on either you or your family's life? And did you ever blame God for something bad that happened in your life? Those are a few of the questions. And they were all just kept getting deeper and deeper. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. And then Pastor Leonard, <clears throat> the gentleman there, um, that he made this all happen. Um, he uh, wrote me this um, when I got home here in the States. And it said, during your sermon, a lot of students and teachers were able to see and hear the goodness from you, especially your experience of how you go through, through uh, life overcoming those hardships and storms. They had a positive reaction from what they heard. I hope it will make a big change in their life. I pray that this will not be the last time we will have this kind of activity as it was a great blessing to all who heard it. And so, um, and this chaplain organization ministers to the schools and the police. Those are the, the two um, agencies that they really minister to. So, which Gideon is part of. So, but yeah, the boys did great on that. This is uh, some more of the chaplains there with us, as well as the principal, and then Gideon and Vetus. So, and we, this was where we spoke. It was out in this open pavilion with all of the noise and all the fun. So, you guys want to say anything more about tuba? We get, we gave them all true you cards. So the cards that Steve's been giving out the last couple weeks, and they all wanted their our autographs on them, which was totally weird. <laughs> but I thought we'll sign them because then they'll keep them, right? Isn't that you know? And um, 
and we gave them snacks. Um, we went to the mall the night before and bought them all snack cakes and juices, juice boxes, and gave them a bunch of really good snacks that I couldn't eat most of it because I had coconut in it, but it was good. It was good. And uh, they were blessed. Um, that evening, though, started camp. And so this is just a few pictures from camp itself. Um, Christy, not KG, but Christy, her um, theme for camp was called to fulfill. She wanted to keep it in the same theme of their ministry theme. And I asked her, you know, what scripture are you focusing on? And she said, you get to pick. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, you know. And um, so I settled on Romans 8, 28 and 29 and just focusing on being conformed to his image. And uh, Wednesday night, taught on abide. Uh, Thursday night, taught on ways. And Friday night, taught on works. And then Thursday morning, um, I taught uh, on identity and actually taught them um, one of our discipling tools. And then I had Christy come up for the second session and um, teach, like, just talk about how she's actually put that into application in her life and what she does when that stuff um, happens. So um, it's just a great time of, of ministry and um, they're just so receptive um, to everything. And so we titled the identity, What's in Your Box? So you'll hear some of them say that. So that's what they're referring to. Do you want to speak anything about any of the nights or your session? No? Do you guys want to? Not yet. All right, I'm trying. Okay, so how many of you guys know Gideon? How many of you guys love to hear him play the trumpet? I brought this back for you guys. Just a little bit. He taught himself to play like that. They just were engaged all the time, and um, and it was just a blessing. I want Christy to visit a little bit about um, these banners. I know that was one of the things. Yeah. Um, so with the camp, there's a couple things that happens with the camp that is phenomenal. Like when they come in and register, like they mix up the churches. And so they, um, there's different questions that they ask them. And so they try to evenly, you know, um, distribute the teams. So there's, how many teams were there? I forget how many. I think there were like eight. Eight, I don't remember. But there's several teams. And so they're all a mixture of the different churches. And there's different things they have to do within their team. So one of the things they have to do is create a banner. And what Christy does is she gives them little a little bit of taste of what this is supposed to look like like kind of the theme and 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 um, some other questions but then they're going to research some of the um, terms that she gives them and then they come up with a team chat and they just do a lot of team building it's just phenomenal so um, on Friday um, what we got to do is they rented this um, volleyball court where they took all the campers and they just played games. And so we were just, I think you went and played a couple of games and Wayla and I were just like, we're just going to watch. <laughs> and so um, they asked us to come and judge, judge these banners. So there being, um, there's competitions and one of the part of the competitions of, is the banners. And so um, we were um, asking that we asked um them to give us somebody on the team so we could ask them questions like what the banners mean. And so um, this is, um, I figured out like at the end that they had them all um, 
typed out. And I'm like, can y'all send those to me in Facebook? And so I got Maroon's, um, Maroon's um, Y behind um, their banner, as you can see. It's um, a man, a silhouette of a man, and it says overcomer. So if you'll just give me a moment, I'm going to tell you what it means. So maroon, when they Googled the the word maroon, they saw that maroon uh, means passion, deep desire, and depth. Um, Passion. Um, will do your best on doing and achieving something, desire, feeling to get the things you want to have and experience it. Depth, the measure of our relationship with Jesus, with Jesus or God. I'm going to start crying because it's like they caught so much that was said. And I was like so excited, like Gretchen, like they're listening. <laughs> You're called to fulfill these things. You must long more to seek God and his will. No more of God, not of ourselves. You have your purpose. You're worthy to him. Sit with Jesus and abide in his ways, and he will surely change the lives of everyone in you and will bear good fruit. And that means identity, lifestyle, character, and behavior. To renew us, having the likeness of our creator. And the white on their um, banner means purity. And without plasticity or pretending in our motives, we must also live the life of being a Christian, desiring, longing, and seeking the will of God, Christ-like. Yeah, it was definitely several of their explanations were things that we had been teaching and sewing into them. That was even new language to them, and they were getting the meaning, too. So it was really cool. It was really cool. And um, the night before, I had a word for um, their pastors. I had a word for all the pastors. I don't see the picture now. Um, it's not on this one, but, um, it was almost went with what this morning's theme was, but it was about the students where the laborers, like their harvest there is like massive because there's so much Catholicism and paganism and there's like pagan priests that require you to bring sacrifices and they have to be of this certain quality I mean, there's all this types of stuff that goes on there. And so the harvest is massive, but there's not hardly any laborers. And all of these senior pastors are there, like participating with the kids at camp and sewing into and learning and all of these things. And so it was just a beautiful moment. And I had a, a vision of this almond tree and and this labors and this harvest and it was it was really cool um and it kind of fit with with what we we even heard this morning about some of that also we took books um here's a picture of our luggage before and after because we left so much stuff there (laughs) we uh checked in 12 suitcases and we had six carry-on items going and coming home we had uh like five or six checked in and like four carry-ons it was like nothing compared to we took uh 425 books we took 702 true cards we took bible shirts and then just gifts for the family and some of that stuff and we left everything that we didn't give away for them to be able to sew we sewed um uh, one of every every one of Steve's books and all of the staff and all of the um, Bible college students and then all of the pastors there um, got the true nature of God as well as the true you and then every student at camp got a true you book and then they got true you cards all of them uh, it was really cool um, here is a word from um, the staff Hello, Gretchen and the team. Uh, thank you for the word of God that you shared to us. 
because you bless also to the book you gave to uh, the young people and to us. I know that you guys have uh, sacrificed a lot for this cup and thank you very much. Howdy. Uh, first of all, I would like to thank you to, Ad, um, to Ate Christi uh, for being lovely and sweet all the time uh, and uh, being very approachable. To Waylon and Wyatt, uh, I like the, your effort to connect uh, to the people and to accommodate, accommodate as many as you can. You've done a great job, guys. Uh, keep it up. And to Mom Gretchen, uh, thank you for everything. I learned a lot, especially uh, when the time when we talk in our free time and when we have the Q&A. Uh, sadly, I was not there when you have the Eat the Word session, but I'm, uh, I'm also privileged because uh, I've learned a lot uh, during our Q&A, so I think uh, uh, I have more. <laughs> I've learned a lot from there, especially being vulnerable to your, uh, to the one you teach. Thank you, and thank you for the books. Uh, I hope that I I can read it and eat it. <laughs> no, and uh, I hope we have more time because uh, I know that you have more to teach us. But I know in God's time we will have that. Thank you for everything. Bless. Hello everyone, thank you for your time and for your effort. So I hope to learn a lot from you. How to abide, how to do works by uh, by the leading of the Holy Spirit. And reading the word not just by our own understanding, but what really the Holy Spirit is telling us about it. So also how to build our relationship with others and not to be afraid being vulnerable to our disciples. We will keep on reaching other people by applying what you have taught us. And please... Keep on posting in YouTube channel so we can learn lots of things from it. So thank you and God bless. Hi everyone. Thank you very much, Mom Gretchen, Mom Christine, and the team for coming to our place. Thank you for the learnings you've taught us, even if it was just a short time. But I really love the question, what's in your box? It really hit my heart and I am using it for my self-reflection. I am grateful also for the time Mom Gretchen taught us how to eat the word. How I wish you had more time with us so that we can learn more. Nice to meet you all, especially Waylan and Wyatt. Before I forget, thank you Pastor Steve for the books. I promise to read it all. <laughs> um, I hope to go to your church. <laughs> I hope to see you soon. Um, thank you very much and more blessings. I love you. Bye. Hi everyone. Thank you to Mom Gretchen and to your team. Thank you for spending your golden time with us. We really appreciate your effort to attend this camp and for showing us on how to eat the Word of God. I wish that I would meet you again so I could learn more from your team. I've been blessed on what you guys taught and shared to us. It impacted my spiritual life. Thank you and I hope to see you guys again. Hello there! So, to all the words spoken by Mom Gretchen during our youth camp, the topic that struck me the most was what's in your box. While she was teaching this topic, I reflected to myself that yes, instead of Jesus being the only thing in my heart, there were many other things in my box until I realized Jesus had been covered. Because of this, I didn't realize that my heart and mind was full of so much negativity. And I thank God because he used Mom Gretchen to be an instrument to remind me to, to remove things that should not be in my box. And the other is her topic, Eat the Word. In this topic, she used the verse John 3.16. This verse is very common to me, but after what Mom Gretchen taught, I realized that the Holy Spirit wanted to tell me a lot through this verse. 
And it was the first time in my entire life that I experienced the Holy Spirit speaking to me personally. She taught me how to be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit wants to tell me. And I want to thank Mom Gretchen, Mom Christy, Waylon, and Wyatt. Because of you, I was encouraged to strengthen my faith in the Lord. My heart is filled with thanks and gratitude, and that's all. I hope to see you there soon in America. Bye! Hi to everyone. I was one of many who were really, really blessed by what we've seen and heard. With the with eating word, it was just an explosion, mind-blowing, actually. And I was really, really hoping that we had more time to talk together. And if it was possible, we could have taken hours to talk. Looking forward on what the Lord plans for all of us. Maybe in the future, we'll meet again. Bye, thank you. The signs of Mom Gretchen and the team spent with us to teach them how to eat the word. But every time when we read the word, there will always be a fresh or new revelation. Thank you for helping us on how to eat the word. Even if it's just a short period of time, it is really a big impact on my life. Looking forward to your next visit on the Philippines. Thank you. Thank you very much for the books. Yeah. So, um, because Christy was sick, it like derailed a lot of the things that we were going to do. And so we crammed in, we had 45 minutes and only 45 minutes, just a few hours before, an hour before service and a few hours before we flew out of the country to teach them how to eat the word. And this is Shan, the little petite girl in the black. This is her love letter from Jesus. I have loved you even before the day you were born. And because I love and care so much for you, I have sacrificed my only son just for you because you are that important to me and you mean so much to me. I want you to trust me with all your heart and whatever things that comes your way, whether good or bad, they cannot destroy you because from the beginning, you chose to believe and trust me. I am excited to see you up here, Shana, my good and faithful servant. Love God. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And then Jericho, which uh, I didn't even honestly like remember until later, um, being in the Eat the Word session because it was just supposed to be their staff and a couple other pastors, and then all these others started coming in. And it was like, I've got 45 minutes. And anyway, this was on his Facebook page about four days after we came home. So he took the verses from camp and ate them on his own. And this is the letter that he got. Uh, I knew you even before you were born. At times you feel like giving up or that all things are messed up. I, the Lord God, your, I, the Lord, your God, are making all things new for your favor. And I am making a way for you to experience my fullness. Just trust me along the way, and I will bring you to the place I want you to be. Love God. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Well, I want you guys to hear a quick message from Christy in the Philippines. And then I want you to hear briefly from them just what the Lord um, taught them and showed them. Hello, everyone. Let me start by saying thank you so much to Pastor Steve, the Grace Church, and all of you who had a part in sending the mission team over to the Philippines. They have been such blessings to us, especially as they ministered during our youth camp, Flaming Ambassadors, called to fulfill. Uh, Gretchen, Christy, Wyatt, and Waylon, you have been such an impact in our lives and to all the youth that have encountered you they have nothing but good to say and um, they have appreciated not only your sincerity in sharing the word but most of all your vulnerability and just being real 
uh, with your personal experiences, being able to share all of those uh, at, in the pulpit, like in front of everybody, and that just seems so uh, foreign <laughs> or um, unnatural to most of them. But uh, thank you for doing that, and uh, I want you to know that I have heard feedback from some of the youth that have attended and even this, uh, the, their pastors, their youth leaders, they have said that this camp, this past camp, has been the best that they have ever attended. And I firmly believe it is because of the move of the Lord in their hearts through the word that you have shared. And uh, to, to the family of Gretchen, and Christy, I know it wasn't easy for you to send them over uh, to a country that you've never been in, but thank you so much for your sacrifice, for your trust to our family in the ministry. That means so much to us, and we are so looking forward uh, for them to come back, and not only them, to whoever um, you, you guys will send to the Philippines, and uh, we believe in the heart of Grace Church, and especially Pastor Steve, we are, again, looking forward for you to come to visit our country and um, to visit with our church. We, we miss you. We hope that um, you and Stacy, your, your family, will be able to come and uh, visit with us soon. Thank you so much again for uh, your heart, for our ministry, for our organization, and for your partnership. You have been with us and supported us for over 20 years, about 25 years. And uh, I want you to know that all of your investment and your giving, you, Gretchen has seen them, the, invest, the fruit of the investment, and I am praying that most of all, most of you will also be able to see the fruit of your giving, of your prayers, of your love, of your support to us. And um, I know that the Lord's blessing, it will never run dry. And I pray that uh, we will have more time to work together and to bring in more people closer to the heart of God. Thank you so much. We love you. God bless. That's Christy. All right, Waylon, you get to share uh, what the Lord did in your heart. Yay. Um, I have a verse. Well, let, me, let me get it real quick. Okay. So this is, uh, Waylon built a really great relationship with Chris. He's one of the Bible college students. And on our fun day to 100 Islands, he was the one that got to go with us because Christy was sick and uh, stayed home. And um, you got it? Yeah. So while I was there, I felt like, I felt really peaceful, I guess. Um, like... It felt like everything back home didn't matter anymore. And so John 16, 33 says, I said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Yeah. And you were, uh, talk a little bit about you and Chris for a minute. You got something? Um, I didn't plan anything. Okay, that's okay. You didn't plan. He, uh. He, we hung out while we were there. He's really cool. He's funny, and I just felt like I had a good time while I was around him. Yeah. And he has a real heart for the Lord, too. Mm-hmm. He does. They, uh, he graduates in May, and they're hoping he will take one of their new church plants, um, that the Lord will move upon his heart for that. Um, you were super sad to leave there. Yeah. Do you want to tell him? like what the Lord was doing in you there? Oh. Like you, he wouldn't even eat dinner that night. That was like big. Yeah. I thought he didn't like it. And I thought, what's wrong with him? He would love this meal. I couldn't figure it out. So. I don't know. It was just, it was a cool place. Okay. 
people were really loving and accepting like everywhere yeah everywhere so chris had sent me a message and um just when i posted we were on our way to the u.s and he said missing you already thank you um for all that you had done for us we'll never forget you and i just said when you're the pastor of a church we want to come and visit the flock god has blessed you with thank you for impacting my sons especially waylon something i can never repay you enough for the lord knit his heart to yours and that makes me smile and chris said sure ma'am it sounds like mom though uh, I will surely do that. I didn't expect Waylon to have that kind of love for me. All I know is I did my best to make him feel comfortable being with a Filipino like me. But that's just that kind of extraordinary favor for him to include me as one of his friends. I thank Waylon for that. It is really meaningful to me that you have shown me we are no different, though we are in a different race, hoping we can meet each other again. So that was a pretty impactful thing. And then Wyatt, yours, um, he and Nico, I think they FaceTime or Google Meet 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all the time. They feel like they're always on the phone together, but it's uh, Nico. So we met Miko on the first day of camp, and he was just like, really nice and he asked a lot of questions and it was pretty cool uh as you can see we both did the singing competition together which was really fun <laughs> my voice cracked during it and it made me <laughs> sad uh and he's just really cool and if we do go back next year I can't wait to see him again. Uh, while I was there in the Philippines, uh, I felt like a passion for the Lord rise up. So I have a verse to go with it. Romans 12, 11, the Passion Translation. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Uh, Miko also t taught me like a chord, a G chord on a guitar, and now I want to learn guitar. <laughs> so that's fun. Yeah. Stephen, have they already texted you? They've already been like, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. About getting their guitar strings on the guitar so here is um a project that um they are needing finished um so their complex where they are they have daycare they have a bible college they live there all kinds of things and um this is um a project they're in the middle of right here and this is the top floor and so just uh, before I went, Steve and I's heart was just to see what the needs were there, not just spiritually, but in the practical as well. Like, could we take a discipling and a build team over um, to, to help them in both areas? And um, the, the beams that you see here, they're wanting to put a roof on top of it, and it actually goes into the mountain that Gideon's pointing to, which is their prayer garden. Um, you go up these stairs up on this mountain and go to an area. I know Steve spent a lot of time there when he was there to pray. And then it would come off like you'd be able to walk out on that platform deck. And then um, this picture is the floor below it. Um, and then that's the outside of it. Um, that it looks like the second, third, and the top floor, but it's actually, yeah, anyway. But they're wanting to um, use it. They're wanting to become an annex for the school because during the rainy season, the kids are not able to travel to the school and stay dry. And so the teachers then say, you're wet, go home. 
and that's about half of their school year because they don't want them getting sick and their kindergarten through third grade. So they're hoping to be able to complete this to be able to be an annex for the public schools and to be able to sew some things into them. So anyway, that's definitely something I know um, the board has been very intentional in putting money aside in Grace Church Missions. Yeah, you guys are good. Um, in Grace Church Missions to be able to stockpile some money for things like this. And so like your consistent giving into our offering on a weekly basis, a monthly basis, is able to fund things like this just on the norm. And so we just appreciate that so much, not to mention just anything that you feel led to give into that. So thank you guys again for everything. everything. Thank you guys. Thank you. Let's stand together. <laughs>